It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available, and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a Friday edition of East Coast Bias. Apparently, it's Bill Simmons' favorite podcast. He told me that yesterday. It's good to know. Joe House, Raheem Palmer. Uh, good to see you, fellas. House, how we doing, bud? Well, it's, it's the weekend. Let's do some weekend winners. We're lining up for March Madness. We have Selection Sunday uh, coming up right in front of us. And, you know, Players Championship will be awarded. Seems like Sunday. Seems like the weather's not going to get in the way of that. The NBA keeps cooking, so I'm happy, buddy. Yeah, it's a real exciting time for sports right now. I mean, you got March Madness. Obviously, the NBA playoffs is right around the corner. Opening day in the MLB is right around the corner. So we're going to keep things rolling, hopefully give out some winners. Well, that's the idea. And fellas, hallelujah for the fact that I am now officially done betting on North Carolina. Period. It is over. I won't have another opportunity to do so unless I want to get involved, Raheem, in betting the NIT. They will go down as one of the biggest disappointments in the history of college basketball. And I'm not exaggerating by saying this. They're preseason number one. They were in the national title game a year ago. They brought back basically 90% of their team. For them to not make the NCAA tournament, House, it will go down, I think, as one of the all-time busts in college sports. That's how disappointing that Carolina team was. I'll ask you, you're the college basketball expert. How does Hubert Davis survive this? Like, how's that dude keep his job a- after this season? Um, well, he's a Carolina guy, so I think that'll help. Number two, he did come off a year where they go to the national championship. You know, they didn't win the national championship, but he, he at least has, has that run on his resume that, 95 to 98% of most schools, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt for that. You just are. So that w- what you're saying, we, we've we seen a version of this. John Thompson, uh, the, the, the third, took um, Georgetown, you know, a decade ago, unexpectedly on a run. They got to the final. But really all that did was buy them five years of mediocrity because they sucked after that. Uh, and, and, you know, so may- maybe what 
you're saying is that Davis is at least going to get the benefit of that for another couple of years. I mean, speaking of Georgetown, I mean, Pat Ewing is out after like, <laughs> after like, I mean, like he had like five, six. Raheem, I yeah, love the guy. Bad. He's my favorite NBA player of all time. It was painful watching Patrick Ewing strut across those Georgetown sidelines when they got one conference win. Dude, that's, it just goes to show you, right? That the great player doesn't always necessarily translate. And in many cases, they don't translate as being big time head coaches. Wanted to see Ewing have success. I think Georgetown wanted to see Ewing have success. Guy just was not cut out to be a college head coach. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, he I think he took them to the NCAA tournament um, their first year. But, I mean, they've lost 29 straight conference games. Um, the one thing I will say about Ewan is he did give us, like, one of the greatest sound bites about, you know, taking one-legged step backs. Did you practice that shot? That's one of my favorite sound bouts. But other than that, I mean, he had to go. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how you're down in D.C. Patrick Ewing, you think, done? he's not going to be a college coach ever again. He spent time in the NBA as an assistant. Remember, he was on Michael Jordan's staffs forever. You think he stays in coaching, or is he a guy that basically says, you know what, I coached my alma mater, I gave it a shot, this is what it is, I'm out of here. It's a great question. I really believe that he's a lifer. It seems like it. He just loves the game. He loves being around the game. And he can get a job anywhere he wants in the NBA as an assistant. Um and and so I, 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 what I would guess is that he wants to keep doing it. I don't think he's a big golfer. I don't think he wants to, you know, fade off into the into the sunset yet. So I expect to see him on a, on a bench uh, here in relatively short order. To be honest with you. Well, there's a certain vacancy as an assistant, maybe in a place he knows very well, Madison Square Garden, with a coach he knows very well, and Tom Thibodeau, that was one of the assistants at the end of his career when Jeff Van Gundy was the head coach. So I would absolutely be in on the idea of a little Patrick Ewing, New York Knicks, you know, welcome back to the family. You know, I like the idea of that. Welcoming our own back to the family. One other note in coaching. Raheem, did you ever think we'd live to see the day that my guy Jim Behan is no longer coaching Syracuse? Think about this for a minute, Raheem. Jim Beheim was coaching Syracuse. Gerald freaking Ford was the president of the United States. I mean, I, that's all you need to know about the tenure. <laughs> we will never, I say this without hesitation, guys, we will never see a coach coach 47 years at the same, like, big-time Division I university ever again in any of our lifetimes. I, I think I could say that without hesitation. I believe it. I mean, I think we're we're headed towards the era where no one's going to work anywhere for 47 years. I mean, it's always about chasing the new bag, chasing new opportunities. So um, the one thing I'll say about college basketball is interesting. You know, this is a coach's league and you're seeing a lot of the legends retire. Obviously, Coach K is gone. Obviously, you know, um, a lot of the, a lot of the guys that we kind of grew up with have like retired. So it, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to take the mantle um, in college college basketball as far as coaching. Yeah, J- JJ with with Beheim, you lived it. You know, he he to me represents uh, a true conundrum in terms of overrated, underrated, properly rated for for his career. Uh, I know that you have an informed opinion on it as an outsider and a, and a Big East. I grew up with the in the very well, I was just say you're a Big East, East guy. You're down yeah. in the Maryland D.C. area, Georgetown, Ma- popping. They were they were monstrous house. Monstrous. Boy, paranoia was monstrous. Yeah, and and you know for a little while dwarfed uh, 
the team that I grew up, my beloved Maryland Terrapins, for a while there, Georgetown really owned um, the whole the, the D.C. area. And there was a lot of very interesting stuff with Coach Thompson and and his uh, innovation and the teams that he built. But um, with with Bayheim, I leave the situation feeling like there could have been a little bit more. I mean, for a guy that's sort of revered as as, as a legend. And and earned, you know, I, I think uh, the his place in, in the game. One finals win. I, I would just like to see a little bit more in the way of final four performances. Because one one of the things that I think about when I think about Beheim is that he was ahead of the game. Like if you believe um, the stories from that old um, great uh, documentary Hoops Dreams with with the book um, that was behind it. Um, he, he was handing out the bags way, way back then. And you could tell from the caliber of an equality of kids that came to through Syracuse. Like, you know, there isn't a lot to commend that upstate New York, JJ, it gets cold in September and stays cold till May. Right. Well, I always like to say house in Syracuse. Once you hit November, you do not see the grass until you hit the month of March or maybe April. So, yes, the idea that Jim Beheim was able to go and recruit Syracuse with his staff is commendable. How he was doing it, I mean, I'll leave that open to interpretation. I get your point on feeling like he should have won more than one championship. I think that's a fair critique on his resume. However, I'd counter and I'd say, well, 1987, they lost the buzzer beat to Indiana. Keith Smart hits the shot. They don't hit free throws. They easily could have won that game. They easily should have won that game. 2010, 2012, they're one seeds. This is the heart of my alum, fandom, whatever you want to call it. My 2010 was my senior year at the school. They're the best team in college basketball. I am so freaking salty that Duke won that year with Shire and Singer. That team, they weren't as close to as good as Syracuse. Syracuse lost their starting center on Oahu Big East tournament, never recovered. And I'll say this about Beheim. He was always better with the team guys that had no expectations. If you gave Beheim the one and the two seed, probably didn't win. I mean, he won the national championship, but Carmelo was a three seed. And you think about some of his final fours. John Wallace came out of nowhere the year they played Patino in Kentucky and they were thoroughly outclassed. And then Raheem, they made the final four a couple of years ago. And even these last couple of tournament runs, They'd be a bubble team. Nobody would expect anything out of them. They'd throw the 2-3 zone at you. You'd have no idea what hit you, and he'd be in the Sweet 16. So I actually will say Jim Beheim is properly rated. He is fairly rated because he should have that second title. House is right. But I think when I look at the totality and the longevity and the Final Fours and the NCAA tournament appearances for him, I'll say he's fairly rated. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely see that. I mean, I mean, he's not you know Dean Smith. Um, and I mean he I mean he's probably better than Calipari. I mean, I just feel like Calipari he just gets the top guys. So um, that zone, I mean, he throws a lot of teams off with it, and I think that's that's what he's going to be known for. That's his legacy. Yeah, House, that's a good one. Whose career would you rather have? And obviously, Calipari's career is still kind of evolving. He'll be in the NCAA tournament this year. Would you rather have Beheim's career or Calipari's career? Whew. That's a tough one. Um, I lean towards coach Cal, to be honest with you, just because my own like recency bias, I think, I think about all the NBA players that come out of there. And, you know, I, I think that all by itself, the skill of bringing in that caliber of, of athlete and having them come to your school 
and you know, not there are a bunch of guys that that probably had inclinations of trying to jump right into the league for a whole variety of reasons. Him being able to secure those dudes and get them at Kentucky is is commendable. So I, I, that's a tough one, though. I like it. You know, one thing with Cal Perry, now all of a sudden he's getting four-year guys. So he is evolved. And obviously when your career is still going, more opportunities to go and win. All right, we got a lot of picks to get to. We'll get to this Kevin Durant news, which is problematic for the Phoenix Suns. What else is new? Kevin Durant is hurt once again. Hope you bet the Denver Nuggets to win the Western Conference. That's all I'm going to say. We'll cover right back. Get off the bench and bet the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, FanDuel is giving customers 10 times your first bet in bonus bets. It doesn't matter if your first bet is an air ball. You'll still get up to $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. It's a Friday night in the NBA. The Miami Heat have caught my eye. Cleveland has been a terrible, terrible road team. They've been fantastic at home, but they have not brought it on the road. I'm grabbing a point and a half. Give me the Miami Heat to take care of business. With FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to which player will score first, all on a top-rated sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out. Just visit FanDuel.com slash gamblers to get in on the action. That's FanDuel.com slash gamblers. Then place your first bet to score up to $2,000 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states. First online, real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued is now withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 100 next step or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9 within Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. So, fellas, here we go. Durant's hurt again. He's hurt warming up in the freaking layup lines. I mean, in the category of you can't make it up. And Raheem, there's a good chance now he's out for a good chunk of the regular season. This is so problematic because this is a team that had no chemistry. This is a team that had barely any time spent with one another. Durant, to me, needs this time. You want to tell me, oh, Durant's going to come back and he's going to play great? I totally understand that. But Phoenix is not talking about, oh, just getting Durant back. They're not a well-oiled machine. They're moving a lot of parts. They have some new pieces. They're trying to figure out what's what. I think this is a major problem for them as they get ready for the end of the regular season, seeding, and then we're talking about the postseason. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a huge problem. I mean, but when you look at this team with Kevin Durant out there, they were scoring 1.21 points per possession. I mean, they were, they were, I mean, the offense were rolling. So, I mean, to see him go down at a time like this, right before the regular end of the regular season, and it looked like he he's gonna miss the duration of the regular season. He's got to ramp it back up for the postseason. The one thing I'll say is Chris Paul, he just can't catch a break. Whether it's him, whether it's somebody else, there's always an injury that's stopping him from having a chance at making a deep run. Um, and it's no different this year. Yeah, JJ, I guess I would say depends on whether you want to be glass half full about it or glass half empty uh, about it. The empty part is is easy, but it was in pretty short order. We saw them go into, you know, into Dallas and they they he's a good fit. Like the thing about Kevin Durant is uh he's a little bit of plug and play. It's a very good situation, I think in the sense that those Phoenix dudes have all been playing together. Like it wasn't a bunch of other pieces trying to, to, to make it work the way that the Clippers are, are kind of doing. Um, so I, if you're glass half full on it, you say you look at that Dallas game and say, well, this is the pathway. They, they're able to do it. He, he knows his role. Um, and, you know, it, it's really just up to on, on Coach Monty to stagger the minutes and get the rotations. But they're going to have a short rotation because that's a very thin team. They're not deep. You got to get minutes out of uh, Okogi. You got to get minutes out of Wainwright. You got to get minutes out of Londale. Uh, Torrey Craig is in the mix also. It's not a very, like, deep team. So uh, rotation-wise, it, it, it could work whenever he's ready to come back. And the odds have now shifted appropriately into Western Conference. Denver is now back as the favorite at plus 270. Phoenix to win the conference is plus 300. The Warriors are plus 550. Raheem, your Clippers, who you can't quit. You're like me with North Carolina. They're at plus <laughs> 650 if you want to go with double and triple stack and quadruple stack. That option is available to you. And fellas, I'm up late last night doing New York, New York. So I'm, I'm up late. Every night. Who are we kidding? But I just happened to do a podcast after the fact. That Sacramento-Nick game, I don't know if you guys stayed up and watched any of that game because it was on super late and I'm a lunatic and I'm doing a pod till two in the morning after the fact for my New York brethren. House, those home courts in Sacramento in the playoffs, they are going to be off the freaking rails, dude. Dude, that felt like a college crowd watching that game last night. Well, I, I, you might be too young to remember it. They used to rock it at, at Oh, Sacramento. I know Acacia and Mike <laughs> yeah, Bibby and Weber, yeah. of course. Of That's course. right. And you know, they're they're the only show in town. So the whole the whole city is behind them. And we have caught this magic moment. I was on with with the the Podfather a couple of weeks ago. This light the beam thing is so tremendous, right? It's such a great galvanizing bit, and everybody believes in it. It's just like a very nice story. God bless. I'm knocking on wood. They've had good injury luck thus far this season. And those guys all play. There's no load management in Sacramento. So it's like a likable team. They like each other. The, the chemistry works. Uh, Mike Brown seems like he's going to win coach of the year. It's just good vibes all around in Sacramento, Dream. Yeah, I mean, this was a team that we gave out earlier on on East Coast Bias as a team that we really like coming into the year. They add Kevin Herter. Um, Keegan Murray is, I mean, like, he's coming out of out of school and he looks like, you know, a vet. I mean, this team has one of the best offenses in the league, one of the best clutch offenses in the league. Now, I mean, they were kind of rough down the stretch last night, but they eventually got it done. So, I mean, this is a fun team. It kind of remains to be seen what they're going to be doing in the postseason. I mean, this is a team that's kind of based on offense, doesn't have the, the best defense. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Well, and 
the market does not believe in the Sacramento Kings. Like if you look at Western Conference odds, they're 38 to 1 to win the Western Conference. But House, you know, we're at this time of the year where, you know, a lot of people are getting into college basketball for the first time. I think about that Kings team. I remember De'Aaron Fox at Kentucky. I remember Sabonis at Gonzaga. I remember Keegan Murray at Iowa. Like, they, to me, have a team that's just, like, very symbolic of, wow, they had, it's cool, like, you know, like, in this Chew League era and this one-and-done era, like, a lot of times you're like, oh, you don't remember guys in college, like, they kind of come and go, cup of coffee, whatever. I feel like all the guys that Sacramento has in the fold, they're pretty distinguished college careers, if you think about it. Yeah, quarter at Maryland as well. Red Mamba, for sure. Even um, Harrison Bar- Barnes at North Carolina. Of course. Yeah, he was tremendous for, college absolutely. player. Absolutely. Tremendous college player. Great point. All right, boys. Let's go. Let's get ready for some picks. We got a full slate in the NBA. We got a full slate in college basketball. And there's a certain golfer that I'm going to be rooting against like crazy over the course of the weekend. That's all coming up next. All right. Before we get to any of the NBA and the college picks for the weekend, House. Colin Melikawa uh, better not win this tournament. That's all I'm going to say. I didn't bet him. I wisely bet Jason Day, who's very much in the mix. We're taping this right now at 1033 in the morning. So, you know, obviously a lot is going to change and a bunch of guys are out at the players playing in the morning as we speak. One, Morikawa can't win. Two, what strategy should we be looking into for maybe today, tomorrow, and Sunday from a live standpoint? Well, let me start with the Morikawa proposition. I felt a little bad. I told you coming into the show, I felt a little bad trying to talk you out of him when we did the Tuesday show. But the the, the reason for it was the inconsistency that he's experienced. I mean, he's he missed uh, the cut in in two out of the three you know elevated uh, events that had cuts. Um, so I just wanted to. It, w- it was a buyer beware situation. But one of the stories that came out um, this week. After he missed the cut uh, at Bay Hill in Orlando, he immediately got himself over to Ponte Vedra and was on the back of the range grinding. There's a particular shot shape that works for him. That's kind of his his gift, as it were. And he had been, you know, experimenting with different kind of shot shapes. Uh, and it looked like he's trying to return to his bread and butter. Uh, so I don't ever root against guys, you know. I don't like the. I mean, other than like your your Patrick Reeds or your some some of the the, the notorious villains out there, but like Morikawa, the sustainability of you know the quality of ball striking that we saw out of him out of on, on Thursday. That's the open question. The odds are too short now to bet him, and he you know he was the the the, the thing with Morikawa. If if you wanted to get in on him. He was going to, he had a six stroke lead in the very first um, big tournament of the season and, and, and shot, uh, you know, uh, uh, several over par on the back nine. And John Rahm stole that golf tournament from him at the century open uh, champions. Um, and, and so that would be the, the, the concern, but there are some names still where if you go into the ball striking numbers, this golf course requires strategy off the tee and then quality uh, uh, approach, you know, there, there are, I'm glad you mentioned, uh, Jason day. He he's, I, I don't know where the, the live odds are, you know, cause he's playing right now and he, he started off hot. Um, Jordan speeds ball striking and around the green has been pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, and then, you know, further down, look at Max Homa, keep an eye on Max Homa. He couldn't putt yesterday. Um, and, and one of the things that might affect 
how some of these odds move. We're taping this Friday morning. Friday afternoon is supposed to be windy, so we'll kind of see what that does to guys that are playing in the afternoon. But Homa's ball striking was was very good uh, in his Thursday round. He just couldn't putt at all. You want Homa? You want to get involved? He's played an afternoon round. He is 65-1 to one to, win, to win the tournament if that's something you want to do. Okay, Raheem, a very light slate in the NBA tonight. I think the NBA is kind of paying homage to a little college basketball. They're letting the college kids kind of take center stage. So not as much for you to choose from here on a Friday night. It is not our usual loaded Friday night NBA card. But Raheem, what do you have in uh, store for us here? Let's go with the Washington Wizards. Let's go with the money line. I mean, you could play the plus one and a half, but, you know, they, they played the Atlanta Hawks the other night. Um, you know, they lost about two points in a game which, where they probably should have won. They went in for most of the game. But, I mean, down the stretch, they just didn't put it together. I like these duplex set of games where, you know, the teams play a two-game series. A lot of times, one team wins one, the other team wins the other. It's a Friday night in the NBA. They're at home. I think they get it done this time. Let's go Washington Wizards. How's your Wizards endorse? Yeah. I'm with Dream. I mean, I, I I deeply endorse this. We just had this in Washington. They hosted Toronto on a back-to-back. They won the first one, lost the second one. The Hawks and the Wiz are dead even. They're basically the same team. I mean, you know, they're, they, they, they don't execute well that down in the clutch. They don't execute well in the fourth quarter. It's like, you know, which way is the ball going to bounce? And so playing for a split between these these, these dead even teams um, makes a lot of sense to me. So tiny value in, in playing the money line on the Wiz. I definitely endorse that. Yeah, now that I think about it, I think we actually gave this out last week. You did. We gave yes, out, you um, did. Yeah, we gave out the Raptors last week. So I think, you, I mean, if you play these spots more often than not, um, you take one team to win one, one, another team to win the other, you can find yourself in a, in a good position. Guys, I like one point in the NBA tonight. Cleveland has been dreadful away from their home building. Miami, I know it's been an up and down, chaotic, weird year for them. And they actually have not played well at all. If you look at some of their advanced numbers, their record should actually be worse than it is. But I see some value tonight, House. Plus one and a half at home against the Cleveland team that just does not play as well when they're away from their home building. I'm grabbing that point and a half with the home dog. You, you got to do it. It's the exact same situation. This is a back-to-back. Cleveland and, and Miami just played. Cleveland won by, I think, four or five or six uh, Wednesday and so now it's Miami's turn. And look, I mean, if there's ever a home court advantage for a team that's, that's spending extra nights down in Miami, you got to take the home team. That 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 Miami hangover uh, for the Cavaliers coming into play for sure. I I, I expect. I, I like Miami money line in this situation the same way we like the Washington money line in this situation. Raheem, am I getting an endorsement out of you? Or are you on the fence? Yeah, with this yeah, yeah. I mean, like, oh yeah, you're definitely getting an endorsement out of me here. I mean, I like, I, I don't like this Miami team, so it, it's kind of a struggle for me to back them at times. But I think in these situations, I mean, you can't go wrong. And um, and that game was close the other night, so um, I expect it to be close again. And I think Miami should be able to pull it out. Fellas, I have way too much action on these college basketball games. I'm not going to give anybody the plays I have at noon because this podcast being taped at 10:40 and at that point, they might be over. They might be done with, and away you go. Uh, I got a bunch. I like Michigan State to absolutely wipe the floor with Ohio State. Ohio State's playing third day in a row. I think sooner or later that catches up with you. They're a 15-18 and 18 team. That's all you need to know. They won two games in a row, and they're 15-18. and 18. I'll lay four and a half with Tom Izzo and the Spartans. 
The other one I like, and I'm going to the Big East tonight, by the way, boys. I'm very excited. I will be at both games for the Big East semifinal, which is always the scene. It just misses Syracuse because that's where they belong, quite frankly. The Big East. I like Marquette. I know they looked like crap against St. John's yesterday. Give me the three and a half points. I think they will have their legs after playing yesterday against the Johnnies. And I did not like the way UConn finished that game. So I'm taking three and a half with Marquette. House, I know I could get you to fade Duke. I know I could convince you for proper Duke <laughs> fading. Are you in? Of course. Just just on 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 principle, uh, any opportunity to fade Duke. Who are they playing? I don't even know. They play so Miami? It will be Duke in Miami. Yeah. The line opened up Duke favored by three and a half. It's moved down to two and a half. Miami wiped the floor with them in the regular season. Destroyed them. I think Miami is winning the game outright. They've been the best team in the ACC all year. I think Duke, I, I Greensboro scares me because they always get the whistle. They always yeah. seem to play well in that building. But I'm taking Miami plus the two and a half. And then I got one for you guys in the Pac-12 if you want to stay up at nine o'clock. UCLA just lost their best defensive player, which is a problem for me because I want to bet them to win the title. I'm invested in them to win the title. Oregon's fighting for their tournament life. I'm not saying they're going to win the game. They will cover six. They have it. I okay. gave you guys like four or five college plays. And there's a DGEN special tonight. If you want to bet a midnight Utah State, Boise State, Mountain West game house. I mean, I, this is what I love about college basketball. I can bet this would be up till three in the morning. Didn't we hit a Boise State earlier this 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 year on this show? Didn't you give out Boise State at one point? Yes, I did. I, I believe against the Aztecs <laughs> of San Diego State. So you're trying to get me to do it again, aren't you? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to parlay Kentucky because they're the only one. On this show, we were waxing romantic about some of the old school programs. Oh, can Villanova go on a run? Oh, can UNC go on a run? Do we want to see Kentucky coming out of the SEC? I'm going to parlay the Kentucky money line with Boise State uh, uh, catching the points. What do you think about that, JJ? I like that. I think Kentucky is a good money line spot today. That's what I would do with Kentucky. If you find something else, you know what our money line parlay should be, House? Michigan State, Kentucky. Keep it simple, short, and to the point. To the two, the blue bloods. Let's do it. A blue blood Friday parlay. Is that what we want to do? I like the sound of that. A two teamer blue blood Friday parlay. Kentucky. I think I'm riding with Michigan you guys. I like State. that. Yeah. I, dreams on board. And let's see what I'm we get right it. now. I just want to give the odds to everybody before we say goodbye because I, I don't know if they're going to be great. Kentucky's a massive favorite, but Michigan State's only favored by four and a half. So if you play the money line, it's minus 113. If you. Lay the points, it's plus 135. So you have to make a decision about how you want to play Michigan State. Oh, I'm, I'm taking the money line. I like Michigan State to win the game, but now I already have too much liability on Michigan State. So <laughs> that's that. A two-team Blue Blood Friday parlay. That's how we send you into the weekend. Uh, House, what do we have to report? Anything with the golf this weekend or uh, just laying low? We're, we're laying low. We, we need to see the results of this Friday and then see where the live bet um, opportunity arises. I'm still on Scotty Scheffler. I love the way that he played uh, Thursday. He was my guy to kick off the week. It, it, what I'm really rooting for is that, you know, he, there's a slight stumble Friday afternoon. So I wake up Saturday morning and get him at, at, at over, you know, double digit odds again. That would be great. I like the sound of that. Raheem, what do you got cooking this weekend? What are you most excited for? Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm probably just gonna be watching NCAA, um, watching a little NBA and just, you know, kicking back, chilling, maybe watch some movies or something like that. So um it's a good time. I mean, I, 
it'll be interesting to see, you know, if I can find any bets. If I have anything, I'll make sure I post it on Twitter as I always do. <laughs> so we got a loaded weekend, all the college troops. Light slate Friday when it comes to the NBA. But we do have an SGP, the Ringer Gambling Triple Threat. East Coast Bias will put the minds to work as some of these totals and props come out. And we'll have something on the FanDuel Sportsbook page. So you want to check that out. Good job by the Wargon Warrior for House. Raheem, JJ signing off. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.